Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another edition of Star Sound Speaks. This is Irliana Samsara, your host and hostess through the cosmos. Um, so episode 105, right? Oh my goodness. Or is it 106? I don't know. I keep looking and checking and <laughs> Mercury shadow retrograde. I'm throwing all the data out the window. <laughs> anyway, um, as I promised, this is uh, part two of the eclipse season because it is eclipse season and we I have three episodes. I, I felt to do three different episodes. So I'll do the third one for the solar eclipse. Uh, but th today's just some further thoughts on eclipses that came to me. So if you haven't seen the first part, do watch that. And this is just a short little thing, um, short piece, just to offer some additional information about eclipses. Um, of course, tomorrow, tomorrow morning in the Eastern Standard Time, around 7.14 a.m., we have our lunar eclipse in Sagittarius. So if you're lucky enough to live in the, uh, I would say, eastern, middle to eastern Australia and uh, points east, <laughs> pretty much the whole Pacific Ocean, and uh, you'll get in some part of the west coast of the you know, North and South America, you'll be able to see it. Um, this is technically a, what do they call it? A super blood flower moon. I, I'm, I'm so done with all these words. I mean, you know, the old days used to just be a lunar eclipse, right? But now we have the super moon. Okay, that's a cool term that Richard Knoll um, came up with several years ago. And I, I love that. But the, the I, I know the Native Americans have this, the flower moon and this and that, and, and that's that's all fine. But then, then people link them together and it gets very complicated. But actually, lunar eclipses, very simple. Uh, it's the effects of this is going to last for sure coming out over the next several weeks, but even over the next six months or so, uh, the effects until the next lunar eclipse. So this one at five degrees of Sag, as we were saying earlier, just to refresh, you know, this is about um, an eclipsing of belief systems and stories that we've held on to um, around whatever area of our, whatever part of the chart that the eclipse is falling in your chart is, that's the area that's really going to be eclipsed, right? A new chapter begins. And in the other day, I was very, uh, had a great time last weekend. I went to Melbourne, Melbourne, Florida, and there was a um, wonderful uh, Spirit Fest gathering there. And I gave a talk about the lunar eclipse and, and a little bit about the solar. But um, what came to me is I've been watching Schitt's Creek on Netflix and uh, it's such a funny series. I'm very late to the party just having discovered it a few months ago. Um, but it is it is so great and funny. And, and um, I'm thinking of the of David, the character of David Rose, um, the, the young man who starts the apothecary store. And he's of course such a fashion style maven. And you know how he'll hit, hit, if you if you're a fan of the series, you know, he'll he'll go like this, like, and he talks, you know, very loud and intensely and um, very very certain about what he is and isn't doing and does and very astute, right? Well, I'm thinking if you were to define a, an eclipse, um, uh, you could say that it's like David Rose when he, he, when he goes, you know, this doesn't work. This doesn't work. You know, <laughs> I just love that. So I'm thinking, yeah, that's like an eclipse, you know, like whatever this area where it falls in your chart, whatever house it falls in, that area of your life, the universe is saying like, this doesn't work. So what's going to be eclipsed are the things that aren't working or the belief systems in this case with the South Node lunar eclipse and Sag, the belief systems that we've had that we've 
been so inured to that we, it's almost rote and unconscious, like lunar, it's about the, the unconscious mind or just the, the constant repetition of things where you believe something for so long that even if it's false, you know, when they say if something's false and you believe it or say it for so long, it becomes reality. So all that's getting eclipsed. So I just want you to, you know, think of David Rose, right? This doesn't work. So if, and sometimes eclipses are painful, you know, they're, they're bringing things up that we don't, um, you know, that are, we, we're sad to see go perhaps, or just afraid because something else is coming and maybe it hasn't landed exactly yet. Um, but just know that whatever's leaving, it's because the universe says it's got to go. There's something better here. So you just have to let go of that. So um, I just wanted to reiterate that and introduce David Rose as a, as a perfect metaphor of his, his actions over the hands. Um, the full moon, uh, it's, you know, when you think about a full moon, it's the fruit, you know, it's the fruition of things, right? The harvest, like the moon is full and it's shedding its fruit. So all the things you've been working on, the fruition of things that, but it's not just from the last full moon to this full moon. This is um, from, from the previous lunar eclipse, yes, six months ago, but also nine years back and 18 to 19 years back. So uh, I say nine years because that's when we were at the halfway point when the nodes were flipped and the nodes were in Sagittarius North Node, Gemini South. But um, you can typically you want to go back in time to at least to the previous eclipse cycle, 2000 and roughly 2002, and just think about what was going on in your life then, right? So those themes coming up, and um, and then a previous to that would be around 1983. So you can see a thread there of um, of themes and beliefs and belief systems and things that you were up to. And now we come around again and there's another octave of that. Uh, let's see. So um, yeah, things are coming to, in, in any full moon, it's things are coming to completion, to fruition, to resolution. You know, so those, this is, these are the idea. And so um, this is what's available to us is this reprogramming that the universe is giving us this opportunity. Let those old beliefs fall away. Let those old ways of being routine and even unconscious ways um, fall away. Because they're gonna fall away whether we like them or not. Um, but um, one thing I, I think is really good to do in an eclipse, meditation, reflection, especially lunar, right? It's a very deep um, introspective time. So use it to maybe journal or chanting or prayer. It's always good to reflect and see, you know, what about these areas? You know, what is my greatest fear and, and what is, what's going on for me? What am I, what am I afraid to believe, you know? And, and what, what needs to be reprogrammed? and really get in touch with, with uh, ourselves that way. Um, it's a very good way to use the eclipse energies. Of course, it's gonna be pretty dicey, right? This next two weeks, um, we also have Mars is coming into an opposition with Pluto. It's not exact right now. It will have been, it will have passed by three degrees. It'll be in the separated, separating aspect to Pluto when we have our solar eclipse June 10th. But between now and then, things can get pretty intense. And I would say with Mars and Cancer, with an opposition to Pluto, you know, be, we wanna be really calm about our, <laughs> about our living situations, but it could bring up some very deep um, anger issues around living, home living. I'm thinking of like domestic violence, perhaps, the potential for that. So to head off these conflicts, to use our courage and our passion and our bravery to forge a new way of being, a new way of caring for each other 
and caring for ourselves where it doesn't get to that point of um, it steers away from anger. But it's definitely with that opposition of Pluto, it's like really looking at maybe we have some toxic belief systems. Maybe we don't take care of ourselves enough. You know, I, and maybe we don't um, honor that and that has to be reprogrammed and re and, and to the point where it can get really, really even dangerous, you know, with our, our physical vitality. So that's what I would say to be uh, careful of. I know for me in my life, I've, I've uh, reinvented my relationship with self-care. Um, um, I actually had a, um, a friend, a dear friend of mine contact me recently. And she said that my mother who was deceased uh, came to her in her room one morning as she was waking up. And she said to my friend, you know, this, she was passing a message. Apparently I was just too thick in the head or whatever um, to, to hear it. <laughs> Maybe I just, whatever. Sometimes it lands better when somebody else tells you. But she said, you know, take, one of the things she said was to take good care of yourself. You know, tell her, take really good care of herself. So I really took that to heart. So I bought some, you know, I got some bath salts and like Dead Sea bath salts. And I got this beautiful cream at the fair, this really, really nice, this, this brand called Copia. I think it's copia.com. You got to check it out. C-O-P-I-A.com. Uh, lovely, um, incredible, and made with love and prayer and just such good vibes. So I thought, okay, this is good. This is me taking care of myself. This is me reinventing my belief system um, around uh, these things. So, um, and letting, letting those old patterns fall away. And so, you know, that's just one small little example, but you know, have fun with this and um, go within. It's not scary. It's this, these are designated points that the universe has, you know, the universe has our back and the divine has our back. And these are programmed in to our journey on earth with these eclipses to give us a nudge. Hey, hey, you know what? This needs to be retired. Let's clean this out. This is past its expiration date, you know, this way of being. So um, yeah, so I just wanted to share with you on that. And um, also just one other thing factually about eclipses, I didn't really get into this the first uh, chat, but the um, all eclipses are in a, families of eclipses. They're called Saros series, S-A-R-O-S, a Saros cycle. So as, astronomically, you can see that too. If you look this up online and you can see what Saros cycle, this uh, lunar eclipse is Saros cycle 121. So you could do a little research on that. Um, but uh, one of the things I always recommend during eclipse season is this wonderful book by the amazing Bernadette Brady, and it's called Predictive Astrology. And at the end of the book, there is a, um, a whole delineation of all the Saros families of eclipses. I don't know, it's like 15 different families, um, but they will, they show the thread of um, this, the themes that move through these eclipses. So um, for example, uh, this particular, you know, the, um, well, actually what happens is these are eclipse cycles last thousands of years. It has to do with the Earth and the Sun, uh, the um, the eclipse passing from the South Pole to the North Pole and back to the South Pole, or vice versa. And um, the shorter, when it's when it's a young eclipse, it's only a few seconds long, and when it reaches peak, it's usually three, four minutes at most for a like a solar eclipse. And um, and then it'll start to wane, right? So it's like waxing and waning. But that waxing and waning takes place over thousands of years. 
And so, of course, we don't see that. It's a larger picture of this grand fabric of life. But to know what, what series that the, each eclipse belongs in, we can see the, what's we call a parent eclipse, the very first eclipse that happened in that cycle. And, we, and that is like the template. And all the eclipses, even though they're in different degrees and, and such, uh, and, and planetary you know, configurations, they all carry that imprint of the parent eclipse. So it's really exciting to, to watch and see that. I know with the, the one that happened in July, I'm sorry, in the end of uh, December of 2019, which was right when COVID was really getting started, that eclipse that happened on the 26th of December, 25th, 26th of December, four degrees of Capricorn, I remember that very clearly because in, in Bernadette's book, she said that this one has a sense of traumatic uh, transformation and loss. When you think about COVID, of course, there we have, you know, it's just one, it's probably the big, 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 big uh, can't speak, big, biggest examples. Um, and of course, Mercury was very, uh, Mercury and Pluto were very strong in that parent eclipse. Well, Mercury rules the lungs. And it's an, of course, you know, Gemini air sign, right? It's domiciled Gemini. So you see this, uh, the, the correlation between uh, all of these elements. And anyway, so just to introduce that idea to you, it's a very deep conversation, but I just want to touch base and kind of lay that groundwork, a little seed of, of understanding about that with these sorrow series. They're like tree rings, right? So you can see the, the life of an eclipse over time, just like if you cut a redwood, don't cut any redwoods, please. But you know, you see in a big old tree, many, 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 many rings, right? The rings of a tree. So it's over the centuries, you know, how it grows. So um, yeah, the sorrow series. So anyway, um, that's really all I want to say. And, and I just wish everybody wonderful eclipse season um, going in your heart and, um, staying, you know, it can be a very emotional time, especially with Sag. Um, it might be that, you know, we maybe there's a battle one last time that my point of view is the point of view, you know, with Sag. That's shadow, right? It can be like that, that sense of you know, pedantic attitudes or demagoguery um, and such, or dogma, you know, spiritual or religious dogma was like time to let that stuff go. Um, so, you know, just to watch ourselves and be mindful of, of these things and um, just know that whatever's happening in our lives, it's always, always for the good, even if we can't see the end of it and how it plays out or it might feel a little unsettling, it's okay. Eclipse season's always going to be bringing things up, that things that have been concealed get revealed and, and the like. So just hang in there. It's all going to be weird. It's all going to work out. It's all going to be good. And that's all, that's all for today. Just a short little hello. And uh, I'll be back with part three. You know, I'll, I'll do that. And uh, we'll talk deeply about the solar eclipse in Gemini, June 10th. So uh, if you have a, any, if anyone has, and again, to anybody who have planets in uh, the mutable signs, Gemini, Sag, Virgo, and Pisces are really gonna feel these eclipses very strongly, right? There's the mutable signs. Um, but really, if you have any planets in those, in those uh, within a few degrees of the eclipse, in this case, two degrees to about eight degrees of Sag, Gemini, Virgo, or Pisces, you would definitely have a very a stronger experience of it. But um, anyway, that's all for now. Thank you so much. It's always a pleasure. Um, many, many blessings to all of you. And uh, we'll, we'll see you again very soon. Okay. Thank you so much for listening. This is Irliana Samsara, Star Sound Speaks starsoundastrology.com.
Thank you. Have a great, great day. Many blessings.